Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, a lot has changed in a week. When we were last with you guys, we were talking about how, you know, man, the Atlantic hurricane season has kind of been slow to start. And, you know, we knocked on wood and we pulled out the B Squared tropical forecasting golden bubble or glass bubble or whatever you want to call it. What are they called? Um, glass balls. Um, crystal ball. Crystal ball. Thank you been a long day already ah and we said you know we have that magical power where we just have to wait and speak it into existence and poof it happens well bonnie poof it happened (laughs) the atlantic like you said we're about to welcome possibly fred yes fred is going to be the next name storm in the tropical atlantic season for 2021 and based on climatology and based on previous history we are significantly ahead of schedule by almost two weeks so according to mike seidel at the weather channel and other sources we generally don't get to the sixth name storm until august 26th so bonnie we are about two weeks ahead of schedule so i mean i guess you could say that we are off and running yeah i mean even though it's been slow we're still ahead of the game so that's kind of crazy right so Again, as of this afternoon, there's an area of showers and thunderstorms associated with an area of low pressure about 100 miles east-northeast of Barbados, and it continues to show signs of organization. If you've looked at a visible satellite this morning, uh, you clearly see where Fred will be and what early signs of Fred will be. Chances of formation through 48 hours are high at 80%. Formation chances through five days high 80%. You look at the spaghetti charts, you look at your forecast models, and Fred will come up right up over the islands, will probably affect Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, Haiti, parts of Cuba, and then emerge into the Gulf just based on the major trend. Um, Or it could possibly stay on the Atlantic side of Florida and then still impact the state. But uh, all eyes in the southeastern United States need to have your, uh, your watches and warnings ready. Because here comes Fred. And, you know, again, forecast models want to maybe say tropical storm. Yeah, we've seen, you know, we trust our forecast models. Don't get us wrong. We do. But we've seen tropical storms forecasted. And then two days later, we have a cat three, cat four, cat five on our hands. So that's not, true. Not but I mean, if it just goes over the islands, though, that might be what keeps it from from strengthening if it's over land a lot. And exactly. that's what it looks like. Yep, exactly. Gonna happen. That is that's exactly what the forecast plot has. So there are, you know, mountains on these islands, the Dominican Republic. Uh the border between Haiti and the Dominican Republic is very mountainous. There are mountains in Cuba. So any type of tropical system has a tendency to get sheared apart when it goes over the islands. And again, it's just based on the forecast track. If this thing were to meander and stay over water. Well, that's a whole different ballgame. So we will wait and see. But again, over the next 48 hours and the next five days, uh, we're going to be looking at another name system in the Atlantic. 
But, you know, if it can hold together somewhat when it goes over all the violence and get over the Gulf, even for a little while, right. I mean, the Gulf is warm, like steamy warm. So it could re-intensify a little bit and become something. Sure. So that's, you know, days down the road, but right. you never know. Right. And I'm again, just speaking it into existence. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, we don't want to necessarily have a Cat 5 with Fred, but we just want no. to have an interesting meteorological storm with Fred. Right. So we'll say that again, we don't want death and destruction. We just want textbook hurricane in the middle of nowhere. That's really pretty on satellite. Right. That's what we like. We like to look at it. Yes. There is a second area that they are watching. However, it has a 0% chance or near 0% chance of formation. It's right on the heels of where, what will be Fred is now. Um, It's about a thousand miles behind it uh, off to the East and it's moving the same general direction. But as we have said, once you get a storm, the atmosphere is not necessarily conducive to creating a second one that close. So we will see what happens. Yeah. When those waters get churned up a little bit, it, it doesn't really give the fuel for the one behind it. So Correct. we'll see. And it was three areas, wasn't it? And I guess now it's just two areas. It, it was three and now it's just two. Out in the Eastern Pacific, though, we have three areas that we'll talk about. First, we'll talk about the Eastern Pacific. We've got Tropical Storm Kevin. Oh, Kevin, little baby Kevin. Insert your favorite, you know, Home Alone meme here. The mother realizes (laughs) that she left her baby at home. Uh, Tropical Storm Kevin will remain a tropical storm, not forecasted to become anything stronger than that, and will eventually become a tropical depression. And it looks like probably by 6 a.m. Saturday morning, uh, Kevin will be done. Uh, He will stay off of the coast of Mexico, not affect anything but shipping channels, so that is good news. On the heels of Kevin, we have another area that they are watching. It is a 80% chance through 48 days to form, and then through five days, 90%. So this disturbance um, is about a few hundred miles south of Acapulco, Mexico. Continues to produce disorganized showers and a few thunderstorms. Environmental conditions are conducive for development for this disturbance, and a tropical depression is expected to form in the next couple of days. The system is forecast to move west-northwest at 10 miles an hour through midweek, parallel to and offshore the coast of southern Mexico. Now, obviously it's not named yet, so we'll go find out what the name of it will be on the heels of Kevin. So that will be hilarious. Uh, let's see here. Where are our names? Tropical names, 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 names. I literally just had it. There it is. All right. We're in the Eastern Pacific. Eastern or Pacific. Following Kevin will be... Where am I? I've lost it. (laughs) Ah, it will be Linda. Linda is up next. (laughs) It only gets better from Kevin. Right. Kevin and Linda. And then you got Marty. Oh, I love it. Right. These are some very like basic names. I'm digging it. Me too. Uh, and then we go to Nora and Olaf. So we go from basic to extreme. Uh, didn't we had an Elsa? Didn't we? We did. Uh, and there's an Olaf in the Pacific. Okay. Yes. Well, yep. I'm loving that too. We had Elsa in the Atlantic already. It was a storm before Fred. So our last actual name storm in the Atlantic was Elsa, and we have Olaf. So let's uh, just let it go. I am loving this whole frozen theme, and it's great because it's a frozen theme, but this is tropical weather. I don't know. It works on so many levels, and I just really love it. Bear with me. I got to remember where our sound effects are. That's not it. That's not it. That's our intro. 
That's not it either. That's clapping. That's that's true crime podcast. Oh my god! Did you get explosion? Oh, there it is. Okay, I found it. But that's the thing. We can't let it go. I know we can't. Because Frozen is still hanging around. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you asking? Did we have an Anna? Did we have an Anna this season? Uh, we did. Oh, man. I'm just telling you right now. Just telling you. Wow. It's this, there. This season in particular is just really, really just hitting the nail right on the head. Perfect. Agreed. Agreed. Now, you were asking if I had what sound effect? The explosions. Oh, I don't have explosions yet. Okay, we were supposed to get that. I, I was crickets, told so. that I know I will we talk weather and catastrophes that explosions would be important. Yes, so they it came are. from a fan. Not really a fan. I don't think this person's even listened to one episode, but yeah, you never know. He offered his advice. And we took it with a grain of salt. That's right. Or a spoonful of sugar. Mm, salt. Yeah. No sugar. No, I'm with you. So, yeah, um, I need to relabel my sound effects board. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I do love, though, that we have our intro of the podcast on here. We don't even, we use it, you know, but I don't use it. We don't live roll it in the show. I do it all in post, but just fun. It's, all right. it's always good to have it on backup. You never know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do really like, though, the True Crime podcast one. <laughs> what happens next on B Squared? Your True Crime podcast. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, we have way too much fun. So that's what we got going on in the Eastern Pacific. However, the Western Pacific, there is one area that they are looking at. It is south of Hawaii. Not affected, not, sorry, not expected to strengthen or develop. 10% chance over the next 48 hours to five days. Uh, And this area of disorganized showers and thunderstorms is located 1,400 miles south-southwest of Honolulu. So... It will move to the west-northwest and won't do anything but uh, affect shipping channels. So that is good news. We will take it. Yeah. I'm I'm glad there's stuff going on in the tropics because there's nothing really going on. I mean, I guess there is some areas for severe weather. Right. But there's just, I don't know, nothing's going on. Right. Today is... Uh Today we have a couple areas that we're looking at in the slight category, but tomorrow is really going to kind of be the one to keep all eyes on, and we'll get to that. For today, we have areas of North Dakota, South Dakota, and upper Minnesota that are under a slight risk for severe thunderstorms. Uh, Also, an area of northern Illinois, extreme southern Wisconsin, portions of the northwest corner of Indiana, and extreme southwest corner of Michigan. So, those are the two. What's happening in Oklahoma? Nothing in Oklahoma. Sorry. Nothing. Nothing. Not I'm one sorry. thing, just heat. However, just sweltering heat. Yep. Tomorrow, like I said, tomorrow will be the day to to watch. There is an area of enhanced likelihood of severe weather, including the towns of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin, Aurora, Illinois, Rockford, Illinois, and Naperville, Illinois. Chicago, Detroit, Indianapolis, Columbus, Ohio, and Kansas City, Missouri are in a slight risk, and it's a pretty big area of a slight risk. It includes states of Nebraska. Kansas, Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, and parts of Minnesota. The enhanced bubble includes 
portions of states of Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and northern Illinois. So tomorrow will be the day to keep all eyes on the sky for severe thunderstorms and the likelihood of tornadoes because there is a chance that we could be seeing some stuff. And because we have really warm air and dew points in the 70s, as they say in Twister, dew points in the 70s, sir. That's what we're looking like. Well, sounds like there's a lot of fuel for some good severe weather. I'm a little bit jealous because we've just got the heat and humidity part. We don't have anything else going on. Right. No. And currently right now in, you know, Oklahoma, outside of the panhandle, which will be in the marginal risk tomorrow, uh, there's just not much happening. Thunderstorm-wise nope. for you. Now, if we go through and look at day three, um, nope, same story. Day four through eight, predictability too low, predictability too low. Day seven and eight, potential too low. So we don't know. So we're just going to wait and see. I'll just be slow cooking over here. Right. No big deal. You gave us your heat dome, so thanks a lot. Well, so we look at high temperatures and you laugh and say, I give you our heat dome. Well, Bonnie, I'm about to take it back. Okay, good. And I know that will be <laughs> I know that will be beneficial to you. Um and we'll get to the forecast in a minute, but last night and early this morning, depending on what time zone you live in, uh for you in the morning it was yeah, it was morning by the time I got the news alert. And we won't necessarily go into it because it's a very, very long report. But our friends at the United Nations released their latest IPCC report on climate change. And while it's not all complete doom and gloom. It's somewhat close. Yeah, I saw that too. But it was scary. It was scary. And again, they are they always highlight the five worst case scenarios. Okay, I get it. You're trying to raise awareness, and I'm all for that. And we'll get into different aspects of stuff. But one thing that I will kind of digress on, and I wanted to tweet this out this morning, but I was like, you know, I'm gonna sleep on it before I do, and I doubt I'll even tweet it out. There is a lot of disconnect between the people that are writing these papers and the people on the ground actually observing weather. And my one thing that I'll point out, and there are actually there are two of them. So in the United States, our go-to for anything climate change is NASA because it's, you know, they are the ones that have the satellites. They're the ones that do all the, you know, space to earth observations. And that's great. You go on their website and you type in, you know, climate change or global warming, and it's like a page. And it's a couple paragraphs, and it's, you know, everything that we constantly hear, right? Carbon dioxide, CO2, man-made, blah, blah, blah. Great. There's nothing actually listed saying, hey, these are the actual things that we can attribute to climate change that we know have happened. And again, maybe it's the fact that our climate is changing at a certain rate or at a certain pace. But, you know, we, we know that with increased temperatures means there's more water vapor in the atmosphere. We mean we could get more flooding more storms, possibly more droughts, colder winters, warmer winters, hotter summers, colder summers, depending on where you are. So, I mean, it's it's a whole bunch of scattered stuff that they think could happen. And so NASA doesn't have anything attributed to it, which kind of bugs me. I'm like, I'm one of those guys, and I know you're the same way. If we think something is happening, can we get something, a defining thing that says it? Right? Like, give me yeah. proof. So NASA doesn't have a whole lot. We read earlier this year, and we talked about on the show, the folks from Miami National Hurricane Center 
came out and basically said, well, we can't attribute anything with hurricanes to climate change. And I just keep thinking to myself, I was like, okay, well, the paper that was released this morning, one of the things is, oh, well, we expect to see bigger storms and more tropical cyclones and bigger effects from it. But on the other hand, I have the National Hurricane Center telling me that there's no link to it. So who do I believe? So welcome yeah, to Bob. Sounds like people need to get on like the same page, right? Basically. So I'm gonna step on my soapbox for a second, and this is not political at all. As you just said, let's get on the same page. Let's figure our stuff out and go forward. Okay, we are in the middle of a pandemic. There are two sides to every single story, and if you turn on the TV, and it doesn't matter who you watch for news, you're gonna hear both. Some people say this about a vaccine. Another person says this about about a vaccine. I have a doctor saying one thing and I have another doctor saying another thing. It's just like, for the love of God, can we please just settle on one consensus and make that in the message? Yeah, a lot of misinformation going around. Yes. And so I'm going to make I'm going to make my consensus speech again. This is me on my soapbox. It's our podcast. We're allowed to do that. But. We know the climate is warming. We can see that based on data around places like Chicago or Kansas City or Detroit or Oklahoma City or Portland, Oregon. I can also see places that are extremely rural, that the temperature not necessarily has gone up all that much in 100 years. Again, the IPCC report, as I read it this morning, says that in a century and a half, we've risen one degree Fahrenheit. Okay, that's a... Pretty big jump, I guess. Over 100 years. Yeah, I can see how that could change the climate. I want the climate to be something that, you know, is sustainable for all life. I want to be able to have clean water, clean air. I want to be able to walk outside in the summer or winter and not worry about choking on smog. Mm -hmm. I want to protect our atmosphere. I want to protect our earth. Does that make me crazy? No. That just makes me a good steward of what I have. So that's what I want. I want clean air. I want clean water. I want the ability for my kids, if I choose to have them down the road, to inherit an earth that is sustainable. Right? The earth's been around for a long time. The earth will be around for a long time, barring any like major natural disaster or a, you know, outside influence such as a giant asteroid or whatever. Okay. We as humans need to protect the planet. And if that means, you know, making changes to the things that we do in life, I'm all for it. But let's not scare people because a lot of the stuff that we talk about, five worst case scenarios, you're going to give a lot of people anxiety and that's not good because two things will happen. One, somebody will get anxious and they'll freeze and not do anything and then they'll just continue to be scared or they'll actually spring to action, which is the better of the two options in my opinion. So let's have a consensus. Let's not scare people. Let's explain to them in basic English or a language that you speak. Let's not put politics in it. Let's not put money in it. Let's not put opinion in it. Let's put fact, let's put the science behind it, 
Let's find a course of action and let's follow it. And if we do those things, I think you would be surprised at what would happen. And I step. I mean, I think that you're right. (laughs) Well, and I mean, there's definitely a difference between scaring people and trying to give them a sense of urgency or, you know, a, a small kick in the pants to start doing something. But, I mean, regardless if you believe in climate change or not, because that's a huge, you know, debate among people, you still want to take care of the place that you live. So even if it's not about reversing climate change for you specifically, I mean, you clean your house because you don't want to live in a dirty house. Right. You wash your sheets because you don't want to sleep on dirty sheets. And so it's the same thing. Like, you don't want to live on a planet where the air is not so good and the water is not so good and that kind of thing. So. It's pretty much just about taking care of where you live so you can continue living there peacefully. So exactly. take the climate change aspect out of it and just think of it as taking care of your space where you live. Right. And again, you know, we can debate the merits of the Paris Climate Accord, which I think, you know, at its roots is a good thing. But when you sit there and you read the fine print, okay, for the United States, they want us to cut, you know, CO2 emissions across the board, right? That's the ultimate goal of all of these people. We just got to get rid of fossil fuels. Okay, fine. If that's what you believe, great. But then don't sit there and preach at me and say, well, we have to do this yet. China is allowed to keep and increase their CO2 output by building coal-fired power plants, increased industrial revolution for the next five years with the hope that they will start to tick down that after that. I don't, I don't understand why there has to be this double standard. Maybe they feel that the U.S. or the Western world has already had our industrial revolution and we're set now. But then you want to tell me that the world's largest population who does a most of the polluting currently going on right now gets a free pass for five years? And not necessarily a fan of that. Well... I will tell you, I can't comment on any of that because all that kind of like treaties and pacts and accords and all that stuff, that's above my pay grade and above my head. So Fair I, enough. Fair I, enough. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have a comment for it, but I would think there's some sort of reason, but I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, listen, if we want to cut global emissions, great. But, you know, I'm pretty sure that the air I breathe is also the same air that everybody else across the world breathes. I wonder if more people working from home now have cut that back a little bit, less people driving every morning and every evening. You know, that's a, that's a great question. I know that some of the client sci- climate scientists that I follow on socials, you know, pose that question. Oh my gosh, you know, everybody stayed home. We stopped flying. What did it do to the global CO2 level? And they're like, there's no measurable difference. Which now also, you know, makes me kind of, you know, pique my interest like, well, if staying home, not driving as much and not flying as much didn't change anything, will us going to electric cars change anything? Will us, you know. Maybe there wasn't enough time. Sure. Oh, no, exactly. Again, a hundred questions, you know, file into my mind, right? Time span, was it long enough? You know, six months, can it make a change? What happens if it's a year or two or three? Same thing, again. But I'm that type of person. I'm inquisitive like that. I want to know, you know, I want to see a trend. I want to see data. I want to be able to 
forecast. I want to, you know, do a hundred things when it comes to data and science because that's where my mind is at. I want to get to the bottom of an answer. That's just how I'm wired. So again, a million different questions. And that's good. I want to be able to ask those questions because that's what, you know, that's why I'm fascinated by this stuff. As I know you are. Well, and I mean, that's science for you. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to ask questions. You're supposed to try to figure things out and not just blindly take it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like that's that's a scientist's brain. But in the same token, some people, not referring to you, but just some people also need to recognize their level of interest in a subject or knowledge on a subject or intelligence level. And sometimes they do need to trust the science a little bit. Right. Agreed. I'm, I'm 100% with you. Find a data source that you trust. Research the amount of data that you need to feel comfortable to in order to speak on a subject. Listen, I don't care if you want to just pop off and be like, hey, I believe in climate change. I don't. Fine. That's great. But when you get out over your skis, it makes you look bad. And I just, I, I want people to be informed about the subjects they talk about because I think it's important. But I'm not going to ever hold it against them if you don't have an opinion on it. Right. Because that actually makes you sound less like a jackass if you're like, look, I don't know. So I'm right. not going to comment because I don't know. That is way better than you just, you know, talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah. Or other things. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's also very true. Well, you know, we talk about hot temperatures and we talk about, you know, heat domes and once in a hundred year hot weather. Well, Bonnie, I said I'm going to steal back the heat and here it comes. So, you know, officially into the forecast, according to the National Weather Service, starting Wednesday afternoon, we go into an excessive heat watch, which I'm sure they will move into an excessive heat warning as we get closer to the event start. But... Temperatures on Wednesday, expected high forecast, 100 degrees. We're going to turn up a little. Yeah. And again, for the Pacific Northwest, we see this maybe once a summer where we really have a really hot spell of three, four, five days at most. And then, you know, it will back off. Now, granted, earlier this year, you know, once we got into June and late June and we were setting record high temperatures of 112, 113, 114 degrees which was a once in a hundred year, you know, heat experience, I guess you want to call it. And again, a lot of the smart people around here were like, Hey, you know, there might be some climate change involved in that. Um, kind of the authoritative voice in weather in the Pacific Northwest said, well, you know, maybe, but maybe not. And here are the reasons why. And we talked about that on the show. Uh, Dr. Cliff Mass from the university of Washington said, listen, the setup was perfect for places like Portland and Seattle where you guys are on the east side or the west side of a high pressure dome with a lot of sinking air and you're going to get the off slope or the down slope winds off of the mountain ranges, which is very conducive to compressing air and heating it up even more than it normally could. So again, once in a hundred year, I will say this, we're seeing a lot of trees that have been burned in places because it got so hot in areas that had direct exposure to the sun. So that's been very interesting to see. A lot of plants that had a lot of west side and south side exposure are baked. So 
it will be very interesting to talk to you know somebody in the forestry department here over the next few months and see what type of actual damage happened in you know like wide swaths of timber if it affected it at all i know a lot of plants are dead it's just too hot so we're not going to get back to that high of a temperature but thursday and friday temperatures expected to top out at 105 saturday oh. we back it off a little bit going to go for a high of 98 <laughs> sunday sunny 96 well, we're right there in that same boat, upper 90s all week long with heat indexes 105, 108, 110. We're in heat advisory till today, till the end of today, till like 7 p.m. And that's, they just do it day by day. And so right. tomorrow we'll probably get another alert, heat advisory for the whole day and so on and so forth. So um, I feel your pain. Right. And I will say this, the models have done a great job with lead time on this. I mean, we saw it five days ago that we would see, you know, an uptick in temperature. Um, four days ago, three days ago, we really started, you know, to lock in on that solution above triple digits. So that's pretty impressive. But again, you know, it happens once a year, twice a year out here in the Pacific Northwest. So it's just going to be really hot. Uh, I am heading over to Central Oregon on Thursday and Friday for a friend's bachelor slash bachelorette party, which... Again, I think it's a little strange to have a co-bachelor, bachelorette party, but hey, whatever. Their choice, and I'm gonna go. For, be fun. I'm gonna go for the fun. I gotta come back Saturday. We have our AMS uh, summer picnic uh, at the chief meteorologist's house from our Fox affiliate, so that will be fun. He lives out in the gorge and beautiful piece of property, so that will be fun to see all the weather nerds and talk to them about, you know, record high heat. Eh, always a good time. Well, I'm gonna try to stay in. And not um, die of a heat stroke. That's my plan. But we're supposed to have like um, a little bit of rain chances next weekend. We have a slight um, not as hot front going to come through. And that might give us a little bit of rain chances. So I'll take it. We had some rain yesterday morning. Woke up to thunder. And I do like that. Oh, I'm jealous. I haven't had a good thunderstorm or seen a good thunderstorm in a while. We were in an area of, you know, just a generic thunderstorm outlook for a long time last week and it just nothing materialized any close anywhere close down to the south near eugene had a bunch of lightning strikes up north had a bunch of lightning strikes nothing here just really bummed well and i mean it wasn't super exciting and it didn't even really rain it just kind of sprinkled but um there was a lot of thunder so it wasn't like a crazy thunderstorm but it was still still nice I sleep oh. good when it's thundering and when I woke up to thunder and it was still really dark till like 9.30 in the morning because it was still all dark and cloudy. I was like, this is this is good. I like that. I will say this. I have a fan outside my room. You know, my condo's air conditioned. It's not bad. There's no like direct air conditioning vent into my room. So I, you know, put a fan in there. I have a lot of trouble sleeping with a fan on. I know a lot of people love it. I know a lot of people have to have it to sleep. It just bugs me because I'm up every hour, hour and a half, just kind of tossing and turning. So if I could, I would prefer the window open, a little bit of cool air that way, and I sleep like a baby. Other than that, I'm all over the place. I do have a fan. I do like the fan, but I get hot. My room, my bedroom's got a bay window, and I don't think it's insulated well, and so my room gets a little bit warm in the summer, and it gets a little bit cool in the winter 
and so I do have a fan going and gotcha. I don't have the covers all the way on cause I'll get really hot. And then there's Clyde and he's like a little space eater. That is so true. I got to keep one blowing on us. <laughs> <laughs> Evenly distribute the heat that Clyde provides. And that's right. And then bless his heart. He just got a haircut and he's been cold in the house cause I have fans going and the AC is on, but his hair's all short. He's all cold. And I'm like, you're such a baby. It's like 900 degrees outside. You got to put a sweater on him. I guess. I've got one. It's a pumpkin one. So, but it'll work. Hey, you know what? We're almost to fall. Yeah. I totally bought a Halloween decoration the other day. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know, but it was so cute. And I was like, oh, I feel like such a douche buying this in August. But you know what? I'm just going to do it. I have so many friends that I listen to complain all winter long. I cannot wait for summer. Cannot wait for summer. Even spring. Summer's almost here. Cannot wait. And then literally as soon as we get to like July 4th, I'm so ready for fall. I'm so ready for Halloween. I'm so ready for pumpkin spice. I'm like, you're never happy. You are legitimately never happy. Yeah, that's how we all are. It's like, you know what? I'm sick of the cold. I want some heat. I'm sick of the heat. I want some cold. Sick of the cold. I want some heat. That's just it. We're just in this like cycle the seasons are too long. That's the problem. They need to fluctuate quicker. <laughs> well, I know Oklahoma has like nine seasons. Like, you know, you have false fall and false summer and then road <laughs> construction and then the actual seasons. So, we yeah. have like four severe weather seasons. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're right yep. there with you. Right there with you. I, listen, I, I am excited for fall. I am excited for college football. Um, I did change my ringtone today to the University of Oregon fight song. So... I'm in the mood for college football. Why didn't you change it to your university fight song? Uh, because I don't know what Mississippi State's is yet. I take that back. I do know what it is. But Oregon was still my first school, and I love Mighty Oregon, and that's just what my ringtone's going to be for a hot minute. Well, that's fine. So, Did you get your um, little welcome package? They, get, they send you, it's not much, they send you like a keychain thing and a sticker and a pen. No, I have not. Not yet. You'll get it. And it's so funny because the pen is like brown. Weird. Because, you know, they're like a really dark, dark, crimson-y brown color. Yes. So that's the color of the pen. I mean, I kind of like it because it's interesting. I've never really had a brown pen. But it'll just be funny when you get it and you're like, oh, this is brown. (laughs) Nice. So if you're not sure what Bonnie and I are talking about, she and I were both accepted into Mississippi State. So go Bulldogs. Uh, We're going to go through the... Uh, broadcast and operational meteorology major that they offer. Uh, it is all online. It is fantastic. So we will emerge with, well, at least I'll emerge with a bachelor's of science in broadcast and operational meteorology. Body might, you know, outdo me and go with, for her master's, which, you know, honestly doesn't surprise me. She's much smarter than I am. Uh, I don't know. I might stick with the bachelor's. Those classes just look so interesting. I know, but well, you know, do both. Take them as an elective. That's what I was thinking. Well, I was just thinking maybe I'll just get my bachelor's and then get my master's after, you know? Right, that totally works. That totally so. works. So we'll see. That's what I need is like seven more degrees. Like it's fine. <laughs> hey, you know what? Then you'd just be what? You know, one degree more than Kevin Bacon? <laughs> okay. I'm done with you. <laughs> All right. What do you have um, forecast wise coming up in Oklahoma City that we haven't already talked about? Nothing. Just hot, humid really high heat indexes, and a little bit of rain maybe next weekend. Maybe. Okay. Well, out here in the Pacific Northwest, Portland in general, uh, temperatures are going to remain 
near 90 until we start to ramp up really Wednesday when temperatures start to crack 100. We're going to get up to about 105 Thursday and Friday, Saturday, back down into the upper 90s. Now, I will say this. Before we start taping, I did see somebody post a GFS outlook, and it said that we were going to turn the heat off real quick and drop into the upper 70s on Friday. So could we see a model divergence this close to an event? It's very possible it's happened before. So we will wait and see what happens as we go forward. Wow, I am, like, really jealous. Well, let's let's make sure it happens first. Okay, well, I'm still going to be jealous. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Well, another great edition of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. If you missed it, please tune in and, uh, you know, find when we started to play, uh, you know, let it go because I found it again on my shortcuts. Should we play it again? Um, no, I think okay. we should let people Perfect. look for it. I agree. I agree. Well, I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.